Hey, this is Tom Merritt from Tech News Today. You're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Do not panic, ladies and gentlemen. MacGyver has taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore Live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. For Sunday, the 17th of November, 2013, this is Casually Hardcore. I am Gnomewise. I am Dexa. And I'm Grail. And MacGyver, the spirit of MacGyver, is among us. Um... (laughs) Yours Don't touch. Tr- not touchy. <laughs> not touchy. Um, it's amazing we're on the air right yeah. now. <laughs> so listening to some of the work I had done at BlizzCon last weekend, I realized that at some point uh, the audio hardware had introduced a rather annoying hiss into our uh, recordings. Actually, I didn't know what had introduced the hiss. I just knew that there was a really pronounced one there, and I wanted to make it go away. So got set up nice and early today and began cornering it, and unfortunately, I cornered it inside the mixing desk. Which is not good. Uh-huh. Kind of a vital piece of equipment. <laughs> um, At least it wasn't the new rig. No, and, and that was one of the possible culprits, was the rig itself. Thank God it was not. Um, but the uh, practical upshot of it is I had to punt and dig through all of our other audio gear and try and clutch together a system... That could handle three microphones, harder than you might think. Yes. And Skype calls, double harder than you might think, and get it on time for the show. So, hope you can hear us. Hope we don't sound awful. And I'll be spending part of the week <coughs> working on the old, <laughs> probably just replacing the damn uh, mixing desk, because I don't think my mad skills are quite up to uh, troubleshooting stuff at the integrated circuit level. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of hard. I mean, look at all those wires everywhere. Math is hard. Yeah, There's right. lots of things going on Just here. Just don't touch Breathe anything. on it. <laughs> yeah. It could get scratched, wrecked, breathed on wrong. <laughs> A pigeon could shit on it. It's... <laughs> Sorry. Channeling my inner Cameron. Uh-huh. When Cameron was in Egypt. Oh, by the way, we're in uh, a segment here. Tangents are kind of a big deal. They are indeed. And let's see here. I'll get my... See, I was so flustered by getting all the uh, Equipment gear together. together. <laughs> I don't even have the yeah. lovely spreadsheet that Grail, as usual, has whipped up for us with all the important data up on the second screen. Oh, look at that. All kinds of stuff. Yes, there's all kinds of stuff, actually. Things and stuff to talk about. Yes. So we have... Uh, some thank yous to give out, some belated thank yous, just because it took a while to get permissions and see who, who wished to remain anonymous and who did not. But uh, some of our more major contributors to the acquisition of the new rig wanted to give definite uh, sh- huge thanks and shout-outs. Uh, so we had donations come in from Gary Watts. Thank you, Gary. 
Brian Beals, uh, a significant donation from Janice Edwards, Janice Edwards, also known as Lady Deathstrike, uh, in the IRC occasion. Cool name. Yeah. Well, there's that. <laughs> uh, I love Lady Deathstrike. She's a good villain. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Before or after she went to see Mojo and get all body modified? And, oh, I like the after. Oof. Yeah. I, I just liked her as, as a person. She's, well, yeah, I mean, as a person, she was pretty... But pretty cool. But I mean, come on! After all the modifications, she was she was badass, badass. right? Yeah. The artist that was drawing the magazine at the time, yeah, wasn't. I didn't like their take on the I style. Didn't was like kind that of person's off. style yeah, of rendering it. So it was, it was just too comically out of proportion with the huge claw. I don't know. Anyway, but anyway, thank you very much, uh, Nigel Cox, whose that name is so much less exciting to say <laughs> than his proper name. Boba Fetish. <laughs> Are you saying that Nigel is a bad name? Yeah. Nigel. But his last name is Cox. I'm, you're just saying, right? I'm just saying. The SNL, like, my name is Nigel, and these are my drawings. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so they're riffing on the Simon and the Purple yeah. Crayon. <laughs> no, my name Maybe is Simon. Simon. Yeah, well, Simon was the original. Yeah, I don't remember if it was Nigel or Simon on it. Because Captain Kangaroo right, would right, replay right. those from yeah. the UK. Mm. God, yeah. badass flashback to my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, and, and this Nathan guy, I don't know, is Barry Vaughn Astounding or something. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. Who may or may not be in the IRC. Have actual <laughs> theme music. Barry White Save my life. So, thank you to everyone who donated. Um, we greatly appreciate the new rig. It has been absolutely vital because the other one just kicked it, basically. Apparently uh, our equipment has decided to kick it this year. Well, how long have we been I doing know. this? Yeah, quite a while. And uh, hauling, I mean, this thing just had its inaugural road trip. Yeah. Because I hauled it to, to Anaheim for BlizzCon and the AIE Guild Hall, and it performed beautifully. Uh, we were able to do uh, several live shows. We did a live show of the instance with uh, Ghostcrawler and Russell Brower, the uh, composer from Blizzard, oh, nice. uh, on the panel. That was awesome. Nice. Uh, got to do... I haven't episode. listened to any of it yet. I'm sorry. But tell, <laughs> tell me what I'm missing. <laughs> Don't make me come over there. I will give you the back of my hand. Yeah, right. So Bottom, line for me. <laughs> Bottom line it for Bottom me. Bottom line it for me. It was fun. Yeah. Things were announced. Give me the cliff notes. Nerds were sweaty. <laughs> right. Nerds were sweaty. Ah, the funk. It was it was profound. But it always What was is. your best moment? Um best slash worst. Uh getting exposed to Hearthstone, mm-hmm. which is Blizzard's new their card game their virtual right. card game right. um, so it's like a tcg but there are no real cards it's all electronic sure. and watching uh they did a little invitational you know it's still in beta right but they did a you know let's do we they, let's grab a bunch of starcraft players uh-huh. and pit them against each other at hearthstone and they had um oh this guy uh total biscuit oh, uh, oh he was there he was casting it Oh, cool. He was, doing, nice. he was half of the color commentary team on it. And in his normal mode of just elevating Dashing. it to a new level right. of, <laughs> right, right. you really need to think this is cool. And, and yeah. so I'm like, okay. So yesterday I hit Twitter and abused my Twitter powers and managed to get a beta key. Oh, look so, at you. Does anybody have a key? No, I, just, I went out there and said, I am officially abusing my Twitter powers oh, okay. to beg yeah. for a Hearthstone key. Yeah. And, and within <laughs> 10 minutes I had yeah. one. Prove nice. your worth to me. <laughs> it was, and 
so I've got it installed, played you know about halfway through the intro and dangerous feelings of okay, I understand the addiction factor. Yeah. Here. Well I mean I've never, a, I've never played a, a TCG oh, in my okay. life. Okay. So that's I mean, I went through that when Magic first came yeah. out. Yes. So mm-hmm. I get that. And there's been quite a number of those type of games on, on mobile devices. Mm-hmm. That's where you've seen a big and yep. obviously Magic has also expanded into the virtual realm with like Duel of the Planeswalker. They basically do a yearly iteration now of that game mm-hmm. uh online. So yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about what, to me, was the the, the new announcement from BlizzCon. The Warlords of Draenor. Well, that one, to me, was released a little bit before BlizzCon. They had they, they leaked, leaked it a little bit a, of it. Completely by accident, by having the live stream right. up with the big with decal the big up. <laughs> yeah. like, ah, they screwed that one up. Yeah. Uh, which one are you referring to? The, uh... the MOBA. Ah, uh, yes, oh, the, the Mobile, formerly yes. formerly known as Blizzard All-Stars, right. now renamed Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. Yes. Another hot, so not Heart of the Swarm. Right. Heroes, Heroes of, of the, the Storm. Storm. Yes. People were very confused, but people were constantly stumbling over saying, yeah, Heart of the Storm, I mean, I mean Heroes, Heroes of the Storm. Storm. Of the yeah. Storm. Yeah, this is Blizzard's, which was once just a, a StarCraft II map originally, right. just a mod. And now has grown into this actual game that they plan to release for reals. Yeah, and but it's interesting. I mean, we'll we'll get into it obviously in yeah. the next uh, the next one, but uh, the next segment. However, I mean, to me, it's it's worthy of discussion. Yes, for no, where, I'm looking forward to, to discussing at. that a little later That's in the cool. show. So yeah, I mean, obviously they they released. Uh, I haven't done too much, obviously, since I. Kicked the wow. I don't. I didn't read much about what. The wow. I've kicked the wow. So I don't. The wow habit. I don't know. Really, I'm free of that now, Massabob. I mean, I'm guessing it's about the Drenai, but it just that's basically based on the title. So I don't know anything else about it. We will. I will. Okay. I will, I will so you brief can fill you in that piece of it in the appropriate and time. I've already done some reading because obviously they also, I guess, talked about the Reaper of Souls, which is the expansion for Diablo it Three. Was play, it was playable. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's on good. the PS4. No and that one's I've heard good things about. And obviously, it's going to incorporate a lot of the very positive things from the console release into the PC version. Uh, I know it's adding, I think, a Paladin class uh, or a Holy um, Avenger. Or yeah, some, I forget some, the, the, some the proper name for it. It's basically a Paladin. Yeah. And uh, obviously, you know, expand the game. So that, that one is interesting. And the more, the more important thing is it also rolls out the new loot system. That, right. That's going to come out right. later on the PC after they retire the auction house. And that's, yeah, that's that. I mean, the loot system sounds similar to what's on the consoles already since yeah. they don't have the abomination of the auction house. The, the abomination. <laughs> Purge it from my sight. Oh, man. So also during our uh, tangent and announcement section sure. here. Uh, take a look at the front page of oh. alphageekradio.com. Okay. I'll do it. No, you don't have to. I'm okay. telling people I'm going listening. there now. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I was lying anyways. I'm really looking at uh, good old games right now. That, that is a fine and, and meet and just thing to do. Yeah. Because good old games. Well, sort of. I want to talk about that, but go, go, <laughs> go, for your, uh, go for your announcement first. So we have recruited some friends to, to join us on Alpha Geek Radio. <laughs> This is kind of the stuff I do when I go to conventions. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Uh, let's come over here and do this thing with us. So we have new shows uh, on the station. Some are going to join us on the 24-7. Nice. And I'm training some more of them to also join us uh, to do live, live streaming. Right on. So they're going to they're convert from podcast to live. Oh, Woo-hoo, that's interesting. Hoo-hoo, ha-ha-ha. Uh, so, but you can, anytime you tune into the 24-7 stream, you're going to get a much larger variety of nerdy goodness. And remember... 
use the TuneIn.com app on a huge uh, assortment of devices, uh, including smart TVs, Roku boxes, uh, even hell, they have an app for BlackBerry. If you want to talk about these guys Jesus. being these guys being completionists, wow. <laughs> they have a BlackBerry app. They have a Windows wow. Phone app. That's impressive. That, that's what impressed the hell of me and made me want to go with them. Um, and I've been testing the TuneIn.com app on my Android device in my vehicle and it works beautifully. It even, it even relays the titles of the shows, everything up to the, to the dashboard screen. Uh, so they did a great job. So get TuneIn.com if you want to listen to the live stream of any of the shows that, uh, or the 24-7. I've taken to just listen to it while driving around town these days because yeah. great new shows, including Sword and Laser with Veronica Belmont and Tom Merritt. Cool. The Fantasy Sports League Tonight, FSL Tonight, with Tom Merritt and Justin Robert Young. Wow. This one, you have to listen to, to understand it. But take a moment. They're, they finished their first season. They're getting ready to do another series. They do completely fictional sports news for made-up fantasy sports leagues. Okay. Sounds weird. <laughs> Huh. Give it a listen. Okay. Huh. So they're, they're giving right. the full ESPN style sportscaster right. delivery of completely made up teams, huh. teams and, and sports right. and just check it out. <laughs> it's, it's hard to, to describe that one until you hear it. Then you then you totally get it. Yes, that's the one. Okay. Okay. Uh, also joining us, uh, Wood Talk. Yes, we have Wood on our <laughs> site now. <laughs> Mark That's Spagnuolo. never been an issue. <laughs> this is a different kind of nerd for us. This is a woodworking nerd. Interesting. Um, in fact, uh, Mark Spagnolo and Nicole just finished presenting at Tech Phoenix. They had the keynotes. Which, oh, okay. This used to be Arizona Pod Camp. Now uh-huh. they call it Tech Phoenix, oh, Tech PHX. Okay. And had a chance to see them at BlizzCon and recruit them. Um, nice. Because So if you have ever had any interest in... I'm enjoying just listening to Wood Talk, and I've never been able to, to join two pieces of wood together to oh, save God, my no. life or right. operate a I'll power tool. I, I would slice limbs off. <laughs> yeah. But to listen to it to un- and just understand, wow, a nerd is a nerd is a nerd. Yeah. You could just change out the words, the things they're talking about, and it's a gaming rig you're talking about <laughs> right. or a car. And it, it really says whatever you're passionate about, you can be a geek about, and these guys illustrate. And it's more interesting than I would have ever thought. So Wood Talk has joined us, uh, and that's and I love his website because it's the woodwhisperer.com. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so check out woodwhisperer.com. That's really cool. Um, and if, if you ever want to see someone who has taken podcasting and video casting and made a living at it, uh, the Spagnolos are kind of the poster children for that. And you can see the, the gorgeous site they, the, that they've designed and the, the shows that they're doing. It's really fun stuff nice for for a podcasting nerd like myself yeah um also joining us nicole spag's show the ladies of leet which you should totally guest on daxa okay you would fit right in right in there you would fit right (laughs) in on an episode of ladies of leet it's it's set does what it says says what you you need need no nothing more than the title to get that one nice start i love their little uh the skull and crossbow, yes, the skull, skull, with the skull and cross controllers, yes, yes that's with the bow. Cool. Looking at their their art on the site, yes, the bow uh, makes it feminine. The, uh, the bow <laughs> makes it girly. That's why it's a lady skull. It's a lady. It's skull. a lady skull. <laughs> also joining us, Starcast, the Starcraft podcast, um, and also produced by half of the same team, 
the uh, award for the best named show on the network now, The Angry Chicken. All right. Ah, oh, I got to lend him that song from the pubes. <laughs> Which song is that? Taste my chicken. Taste my chicken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Angry Chicken is a Hearthstone podcast that has been going for all of uh, five episodes and has been insanely uh, successful. Good. They're one of the first ones. And apparently the Angry Chicken is a just a, a one, one, one life, one attack card. In nice. The so they named themselves after the Angry Chicken. The Angry nice. Chicken. Right on. So you can go to the website and click either, just look at the recent stories or just click on the 24-7 server uh, link at the top of the page and it'll spell out all the glorious things we have. It's, it's getting kind of crowded in there yeah. uh, in a wonderful, wonderful way. Cool. Uh, we'll have we to have listen to some of these shows so I can talk about them. You know. With authority. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. Authority. Authority. So yeah, going down the list, there's uh, Casually Hardcore. Who cares about them? Uh, hey! <laughs> Alpha <laughs> Interviews, Alpha Geek Radio, Coverville, the Cover Show Podcast, The Morning Stream, Comic Dorks, The Instance, Final Score. Those guys were all, all already there because they also live stream on the, on the station. Mm-hmm. But they're all part of the 24-7. And then the addition of all the new kids, and we're always recruiting. So right on. that is likely Aww. to grow even more. Yay. We've had new babies into the show. <laughs> the stork visited us. You're very strange. You know that? <laughs> Why? Yes. Why do I raid with you people? Moving right Normal along. Normal is boring. Yes, it is. Ah. Other than that... Uh, so you had a good time, it sounds like. Yeah. You made a lot of new friends. It's Actually, I already knew all these people. It's just a matter oh, of finally cornering them and saying, Hey, yeah. I've got actual time this week to do these things because I like, had gone to the corporate mothership so my evenings were unnaturally oh. free Nice, and managed to paste all this stuff into the site and get the stream all modified and fix a few nagging things like the title streaming and stuff that had been plaguing me since the WoW radio days. I finally figured out a way to, to wow, have the, the title stream properly. It's... <laughs> All the different systems that fit together to yeah. make the automated radio work. Right. Just, you know. They don't play together naturally. <laughs> no. And I'm reminded of the old saying that if builders built buildings the way programmers build programs, the first woodpecker to come along would destroy civilization. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's held together similarly to that. Similar to our rig today. Right. This is a, this is a visual. visual representation. Yes. yes. Of the 24-7 server, which you currently saw sitting on top of the refrigerator in my garage. And now it's, well, because it's there now. But It's it there now. Be... And just, just to illustrate how things have been going here, it had to move here from my office because they've been having internet service provider issues there. And it was ah. going to remain unreliable for an un- indeterminate amount of time. So I brought it here where the good bandwidth was, put it in my little server closet, and it promptly tried to burn the place down. <laughs> Because it didn't like your closet. Yeah. It doesn't this like full being kept for you. Nobody puts baby in the closet. Intel Xeon, you know, ten thousand RPM drive behemoth. It throws off just a little bit of heat. So about forty-five minutes after installing it here, I hear the beep, beep, yeah. go in there. Temperature alarm. Temperature alarm. Let me sing you the song of my people. Beep. Right. Right. So it got relocated to some place with a better airflow, and I had to get creative with running uh, networking to my garage. And my garage now has internet. Yes. Yeah, Welcome to the awesome. 21st century. Yeah. <sighs> so that's how my week went. Oh, that's Good. great. But because of that, 
We have a ex- greatly expanded 24-7 server offering, new live shows coming on the network. It's all happy. All in service of the greater good. And the phone's ringing. Mm-hmm. Well, <sighs> eh, nobody's here to answer it. So, eh. anyway. Oh, so Thor, by the way. Oh, yes. yeah. Guy managed to get out to see it. You did? Nemesis had nice. Monday off school. Uh-huh. So he came to do a couple jobs with me. And when the work day was done, we had time before Arch Nemesis needed to be picked up. So we went and saw Thor of the Dark World. Nice. Have you seen it yet? Yes. Oh, yes. And? Liked it. Liked it. It was good. It was what I was expecting. So it met my expectations and I was happy. Um yeah, it was weird. I had friends telling me, like, oh, I heard it was just okay. I'm like, well, I mean, I don't know what you were going in then expecting. What were you expecting? Yeah, I mean, it was basically the first movie, except with no origin story. So right. So we got right into the action, and it had the same, like, it, the humor was really funny. There was some really funny scenes yeah. to it. Yeah, I mean, as usual, uh, they're, they're, lean, they're leaning a little heavy on Tom Hiddleston here, because all the good they jokes do. were given locally. Oh, I thought uh, uh, Skarsgård, the doctor, oh, yes. also had some yes. really good scenes and, and lines and stuff in there. I thought he was pretty funny. So were you able to detect who was under the Malekith the Accursed uh, makeup? It was very... Uh, without knowing who it yes. was, it was very hard. It was to, very difficult. because well, he had prosthetics he an on, and, but, they, but they electronically modulated his voice. Yeah. So it's like... Ugh. It yeah. was hard. I mean, you couldn't tell at It was all. Chris Eccleston, yeah. the first Doctor. Yes, yes, right. I know. Right. I mean, was... I knew what was him going in mm-hmm. the movie, yep. but while I was watching the movie, you know, sometimes when you know that that's the person under right. the character, you're like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Jump you out see you that person. Person and you you don't see the character you see the person right right and I did not see the person at, at all. all I saw the character the entire time at that movie he did a really good job that's the actor's uh, the job that's mm-hmm. what they are meant to do yeah so he was a good villain but not all of them do it no this it was did. I mean I thought I thought he was a decent you know bad guy antagonist and I really liked the way they did the final battle. I thought it was very cleverly done. Yes. Yep. Um, so that alone was, was really good. Obviously, like any Marvel movie, you stay. There was actually a mid-credits thing that it goes into, and then a end-of-credits thing that's right. more of the fluff one. Mm-hmm. The mid-credit one was the obvious lead-in to Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Yes. And I didn't. I, I knew there was a second one, but Nemesis was getting antsy at that uh, point. Okay. So the I, second one was, was, was cutesy. I thought it was. It was. Yeah. It was the. It was more just showing that. You know, Thor and uh, Natalie Portman's character are, are getting it getting on. Getting it on. <laughs> they're, they're staying no together. Doubt. So okay. He came back. She was yeah. worried he wasn't going to come back. He came ah, back. Yeah, yes, it no. wasn't exactly, yeah, it wasn't a ma- ma- any lead in or anything. It was just kind of tying the, the ribbon on that. Showing so. them in, be- in the sack together. I no, not oh, sack. Okay. <laughs> just more that, like, you know, because, you know, he left her the first time. And right. so the question was, was he going to No, away? in the actual movie, there, she's, you know, yeah. he's coming back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he's, he's, yeah. he's going to come back. She hears the noise. She mm-hmm. goes out to the balcony. He's there. They kiss. That's yeah. awesome. That's it. It. Yeah. It's, yeah. So not a huge spoiler. minor spoiler yeah. alert. The the mid one, though, we won't talk about. But right. yeah, obviously, that one's the more important, actually, leading up to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it was kind of jarring because its style was was really different from the it movie. Was. It was. It was done by the Guardians of the Galaxy guys. Right. Well, and also speaking about when you see an actor, like... And he, Benicio and he, Del Toro is Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. There is no... I didn't see him. As soon as I saw him, I'm like, what's Benicio Del Toro doing here? <laughs> <laughs> and why is his hair blonde? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's it's an important lead. I mean, that, that was no secret. I mean, they, right. you knew he had been cast as the collector. Well, right. yeah, but I knew, again, but I, I knew Eccleston had been cast as the yeah. bad guy, too. But that's that's what I was trying to 
show kind of the difference is you couldn't tell mm-hmm. it was Eccleston. You could tell it was Benicio. Mm-hmm. Well, well, he had no prosthetics on. It was yeah, just him but, in bleach blonde but, but hair. Even, it's not even, even if he does, he always talks the exact same way. He always has the little baggies under his eyes. I mean, it's Benicio Del Toro. <laughs> yep. It's what he does. Even with the weird lip makeup. It's how he yeah. rolls. So, but yeah, it was good. I mean, I was excited for that. Um, the, obviously... If you hadn't seen it, they showed the preview for the Winter Soldier beforehand, yep. oh, yes. which was like, okay, now I'm pretty interested in the yeah. Captain America movie. Yes. Um, no, it looks it looks like they, I mean, visually, you know, they they give him the black uniform. Yeah, yes. yeah. So they're saying, we're going to a dark place. Here's a cue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, the whole just the elevator scene was a really the nice. It's a great scene line. Was it was a really nice way to show, like, okay, Captain America. You know, maybe he's not quite the Hulk or Thor, but he, he's a little bit he of is, a badass. He, he is super mm-hmm. soldier. Yeah. He is yes. superhuman. Yeah, he and like you know, the serum worked. Yes, but, and he's smart. He's intelligent yeah. too. He you picks know, up on. Sometimes they play him, or people think that he's just because he's a Boy Scout and he's a good guy mm-hmm. that he's not smart. Right. I'm reminded just... of the D and D poster of the paladin in full plate with an enormous sword, and it says, "Lawful good does not mean stupid." Exactly, right, right. exactly. Yes, and that's what I mean. He he was smart. He knew what was happening, and then he kicked some butt. Yeah. That was a good scene. Though it was interesting. I didn't put this in the research there, but one of the things I read this morning was uh, some interviews with. Uh, uh, Josh Whedon and mm-hmm. him talking about uh, Black mm-hmm. Widow and uh, and Hawkeye somewhat, but more Black Widow just for the fact that he was saying that she's going to have a she's in Winter Soldier obviously, mm-hmm. but she's going to have a more prominent role in the next Avengers movie because yeah. she doesn't have her own offshoot movie. So but, giving her screen time, but the like, but his his whole thing of that she's surrounded by all these people that are heroes and she's a spy, which yeah. is a total different skill set. She's and, basically and, an agent of Shield. Yeah, well, yeah, she's, she's an she's, assassin she's, for Shield. For, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I mean, you know, badass. it's not it's not yeah. like the Thor and the right, Hulk. Right. She's a completely different category on yeah. her, of her own. So it's a, but she holds herself up really oh, yeah. well among she does guys. So. No, that's an interesting story angle to take is, you know, focus on the two regular humans in this outfit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, how would you deal with it? Exactly. <laughs> right. They've already given her several lines. She basically, you know, these guys are basically gods. You might want to sit this one out. Yeah. Right, right. Exactly. So, yeah, there's uh, all kinds of goodness coming from Marvel Studios. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we'll get in some more later. But, I, uh, I remember there being two different Marvel previews in my Thor. What's the other thing in the future, in the near future? Uh, ours didn't. Ours had that. Uh, the forty-seven Ronin, which mm-hmm. looks interesting. Didn't have that. Um, the obviously the desolation of smog yep. preview. Right. Oh, another Benedict. great. <laughs> and there might have been one other preview. There was there one were... other one that I think we weren't interested yeah. in at all. That we looked at it and were like, like eh. eh. But yeah, there was only four pre. I mean, for a movie, it's like nowadays, like oh, there's only four previews. I think it really didn't feel like we watched that many previews. No, because I mean that Captain America preview is a long preview yeah, well, too. Yes. <laughs> it was a really long preview. I mean, that scene in the elevator is like the full. Ah, that scene. Was, it was the X Men Days of Future Past. Oh, the Days of Future Past. Oh, okay, cool. Yes, yes. Yeah, we didn't Still a Marvel that. property, even though it's not from Marvel Studios. True, exactly. True. That is. So true. I'm thinking, wow, well, Marvel, Marvel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of interesting characters in that. I mean, yeah. You know, I, I mean, obviously there's the ones you know, the Beast and Rogue is coming back and mm-hmm. all the other ones. But, Kitty Pride's there, Iceman's uh, there. They're doing Blink, I think, too. And Blink doing... was flashing light, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> Bishop <laughs> was there. Yeah, so there's a couple of interesting people in there. Storm was featured for a Storm, bit. Storm, mm-hmm. yep. And, of course, Wolvie. Mm-hmm. Right. Because. 
Because he's Wolverine. Can't have an X-Men film well, without Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Hugh Jackman's probably like, do you know how much muscle I had to put on for this last Wolverine? I'm I not. Know. We're making use of this. <laughs> <laughs> we're, I'm going to be in at least the next four movies. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> God, get me while I can still maintain this body mass. Because I'm going to spontaneously deflate one day. Uh, huge. Uh, huge pectoral muscles. Yes. That'll mm. be a really good movie, though. I can't wait for that <laughs> Huge one. Huge pectoral muscle. Yes, yes, that one. <laughs> no. My pecs have pecs. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to both the Xaviers and both the Magnetos. Yeah. That's Because they're the both coolest. awesome in their own right. ways. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both, you know, the actors for the young and the old are great in the roles in their, in their mm-hmm. especially the younger, um, what's his name? Plays the younger Magneto. Oh, Michael uh, Fassbender. Fassbender. Yes, Fassbender. Uh, particularly... Uh, good in the doing the uh, tortured soul at the at the beginning of going to his dark place uh, yeah. that we saw at the end of first class. But I digress. So yes, excited for all the all the fun new things coming mm-hmm. down the road. Uh, Hunger Games too, the second one, Catching oh, yeah. Fires coming out. Meh. Oh. I'm not a 14 year old girl. It doesn't matter. It was a good movie. Yeah, it's a good Why movie. a 14 year old girl? Because that's who the target demographic is for that content. Eh, I wouldn't say so. I mean, as as uh, then it, it is I heavily guess. targeted at tweens. I mean, as far oh, as well, yeah, it's possibly, definitely a yeah. young adult novel. Yes. Yeah. But the the novels itself, I thought were, were I mean, they were good. Oh, no, they I, were I read them all. Fast I, I, and, yeah, they were super fast. But they reads. were they were good and to the point. And um, the movie I thought did a, the first one did a good adaptation of the first book. I think so too. Yeah. So I didn't have any issues with what they kept in, kept out. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm really curious to see how they're going to adapt. Mockingjay, and the fact that they're splitting into two movies makes me nervous. Yeah, I, well, I don't know why that's the, the why thing is that? Now. Why do they do that now? I mean, Especially that book is not that Jay, long. Yeah, I, obviously, I know. I mean, I it's the Breaking Dawn. I, I get that. Well, formula. Breaking Dawn, Breaking Dawn was Potter. a fat book. Harry Potter was, was a, a fat, fat book. Yeah. Harry Potter had the content to support two movies. Yes, but, but Mockingjay, it, it's it wasn't right. that big a book. No. And and if you go back and look at it, it takes place largely inside Katniss's head. Yeah, a lot of it does. Yeah, how are you going to adapt that? I'm just there's good screenwriters out there that can pull it off. Possibly, it's yeah. just, it's going to be challenging. Yeah. But we'll see. I don't know. I mean, the second, I mean, if anything, I thought the second one was more expansive. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but it'll be, it'll be interesting to see them fit it all into the movie. I don't know. I'm looking for it. I think uh, the girl that plays Katniss, I can't remember her name right now off the top of my head. But well, uh, oh, God. She's also in X-Men. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. I think Mystique. she's a good actress. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think... Uh, no, she played young Mystique very well. I mm-hmm. yeah. She did a good job. I think she did a good job there. I mean, she's been good in a lot of the movies I've seen her in. But I thought she did a good job as Katniss in the first movie. And I think, you know, Woody Harrelson did a good job as the what mentor's name who escapes me. And Hamish. Hamish. Yep. And then... Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I had no issues with the first movie, so I'll definitely. Uh, yeah, Woody Harrelson was a bit of casting went, huh? And then I saw it and like, ah, no, he did a great it. job in no. it. Nailed yeah, it. he nailed it. No. Absolutely. Um, well, Jennifer Lawrence was also in that Silver Linings playbook. Yeah. That movie was kind of cool. Yeah, it was good. Jennifer Lawrence is one of those. I mean, she either has a, a really good PR department or she is actually just genuinely a decent human being because a lot of things I've seen her in, she just seems more grounded and real and. Not as corrupted, hopefully, and yeah. will remain this way by the Hollywood uh, life. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I mean, now that she's in the life, because yeah, 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 we'll see. I'm but, rooting yeah. for her to to not go down the path that so many have gone before and turn into something reprehensible. Yeah. Well, you know who else is in uh, Days of Future Past is uh, Peter Dinklage. 
Oh yes, he yep. plays Trask. Yeah, he's a big part of it. Yeah, so he's the he's the major Rolls antagonist. Little people, yeah. I know, but he's so good. Dude, I mean, I do, have you seen see him in does. the '70s era makeup? No. Oh yeah. Oh god, he's, he's rocking the mustache the and the big glasses yeah. and oh. the, the bad uh, the polyester, polyester suit. suit. Yep. Oh my god, I can't wait to see him. Bolivar Trask was from the '70s era, right? Um, he you know, no, invented great. the Sentinels, it's great. It's great. but he. I haven't seen him deliver any dialogue, but all the stills I've seen from him, that's Trask, and holy crap, is this going to be good? I got to look him up then, because I love him. He's so good. Yeah. So, much to look forward to. Mm -hmm. But now we have to look forward to a break. Yeah. Woot. We shall return with Geeks in a Gaming World, during which there is much to talk about, as we've already hinted at. You are listening to Casually Hardcore, brought to you on a bit of bailing wire and some cans. Live on alphageekradio.com and live simulcast on Versus the World Radio. We shall return right after little Jonathan Colton. This is That Spells DNA. We'll be back. Hello, this is Bill Duran from PunishedProps.com, and you are listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Nailed it! Story when mom met dad and they danced all night and he took her home. It might have been all the wine they had, but they rolled the dice and won your genome. Then you grew and you grew and one day you were you and you looked like your father and mother. If you're looking for someone convenient to blame, you can take your pick, it's one or the other. DNA. Fell in love and then thymine got busy with Adam. They sent the messenger RNA to the ribosome to make more protein. And while it's killing you dead, it will mess with your head. And it's the light in the dark that will guide you. It's the pages and pages of what you are like in the giant book that's hidden inside you. DNA. Sure, if you got them, 
But there's a spiraling staircase that you're falling down And you're nothing but dead at the bottom DNA Hey, this is Tom Merritt from Sword and Laser. You're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Geeks in a gaming world. Casually Hardcore continues live on alphageekradio.com. It's Geeks in a Gaming World. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah, there were some games we kind of touched on earlier. Games and stuff. Games. So, so I, I want to start off with talking about the good old games.com sale. <laughs> Because this sale is like one of the coolest and worst sales I've ever seen. <laughs> Clarify step two. Okay. So, well, let me, let me first set the stage of what the sale is. Okay. So they did their fall insomnia sale, or they're still doing their fall insomnia mm-hmm. sale, but this started about four days ago. And the whole premise is, is they put up a game. It's at a deep discount, 75% or higher. And they have a limited number of copies that they're going to sell at that discount. So you have to buy it. And once all the copies are gone, it uh, moves on to the next game on the sale. And interspersed in between these games at heavy discounts are like 40 free copies of a game. Yes. And you have to click on it really fast and to get that. And so, I mean, they've been running this and there's like 101, I think, total games that they put up. And it was like the first day the sale came out, it was frantic. I mean, things were going up like, you know, Baldur's Gate 2 complete for like a dollar or, you know, uh, Planescape for two dollars and just big time names of old. I mean, obviously, it's good old games, so it's older games, some new ones mixed in as well or newer ones, but overall and just huge discounts. And so it was frantic. It was going. And then this game called Jack Keen 2 hit. That was, and it was like, I don't even know what the subtitle hell is, like the Mighty Fist, I think it was what it was called. And it hit at like 11 o'clock on the first night. And it was like 600 copies of a, what, what, for, I mean, good old games, pretty much any game that gets put up, if it's less than four stars, it's really, really rare. This game came up with a three star rating. And they had 600 copies of this thing they had to get through, and it just stopped. (laughs) Nobody wanted to buy this stupid game. So that game ended up, I mean, up to then, it was like five minutes. Wow, that was a long sale. Mm -hmm. Now it was five hours. Oh, God. It stopped becoming the insomnia sale. They're like, oh, I can't wait for the next deal to, oh, my God, when will Jack Keane sell out? And it was <laughs> and it got to the point where people were writing these reviews of the game and giving it five stars. Just saying, to get it Saying it was like, this is the Citizen Kane of gaming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just these flowing pros on the site about how great the game was and how it touched their soul. I mean, it was so funny. You must buy this game so the sale can yeah. continue. Like just let's let's go. So and it's like I have no idea if they actually expected it to go this long. And so and then of course they had some games come up again a second time. So right now they're in the last chance phase where a game is coming up, it has limited amount of copies, and you have this is your last time you're gonna get it. Uh, you'll see it pop up. But yeah, the sale just keeps going and going, and there's no artificial way to move it along like they didn't put a time limit like saying okay after 45 minutes we're just going to take it down no it just 
it just goes. So interesting sale. I think it, it was a lot of fun when it was frantic. And I think if they put some sort of caps on how long a game could start, stay up like next year, if they did this or they made a Christmas sale out or whatever, it would be an interesting thing to do. But yeah, it's, it was a highs and lows. I did manage <laughs> to pick up a few games that were like old ones that were on my list. And, you know, I spent six bucks total or something. I mean, and I was filled out some stuff like, uh, Age of Wonders, Shadow Magic. I got Heroes of Might of Magic 3, the complete edition, Ultima 7, uh, Wing Commander Privateer. So, I mean, it was nice. It, it Really good discounts. Um, and if there's – you may still be able to check out and get some games. They're, like I said, they're still going through. They probably have about 40 left to get through. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool, though. Not too that bad. That seems like a really neat sale. I love stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it keeps unique. you interested in yeah. it. It's a little bit, I mean, it's kind of like the Steam's like winter or summer sale, but Steam, usually you're waiting for their deals, and their mm-hmm. deals go for about eight hours, I think, at a time. So you just know to check back and say, okay, what's the next deals? It's nothing like the the speed that some of these were going down. Like if you put up anything D and D related, it was like, like racing it sounds, down. sounds like they've yeah. adopted the woot.com model for that. Just one, one deal until it's gone. And then the next deal. Right. Right. Almost like that. Yeah. So interesting. Uh, as a note, the, uh, desert uh, charity is running right now. So they, they support child's play charity oh, and okay. they do, they play the game desert bus, which are you familiar with desert bus? I am not familiar with desert bus. It's a, uh, real time driving of a bus through the desert to get a band to their gig. Okay. Oh, that's so you, I think it's like, I forget how many hours long it is. It was like a 13 hour drive and uh, it's literally just the road and desert going by. And you have it, you can't just walk away because the bus does weave, and you have to control. And it's, it was made as as a joke originally, <laughs> and you it's you know you get one point for getting the bus to its destination, and the game is over. <laughs> what they've done with it is they <laughs> take, they take pledges for just like you know going and walking in a, in yeah. a 10k. But you know, since we're gaming nerds, it's for hours of playing of desert bus. Oh wow. So you can go watch the live feed of them playing Desert Bus. <laughs> but more importantly, you can go pledge money for Child's Play Charity over there. Nice. So check it out, desertbus.org. Check it out after the show. It's, it's, and they have guests come in. They do entertaining stuff on the, on the stream as well. But at its core, they're playing Desert Bus. Interesting. That sounds like a stellar game. It's not so much about the game; it's I about know. the cause. <laughs> there was a bus, um, yeah. indeed. So, oh, and we forgot in the first segment to put out the uh, oh yeah call-in topic. Yes. So, uh, nerds of the interwebs, there are ways that we find each other in the world when we're out there amongst the normals. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, what is the most memorable way someone you have met has identified themselves as being a member of the tribe? in your everyday life. So in your work, in your socializing, whatever, what subtle way has someone pinged you to see where do your interests lie and are you one of us? Mm-hmm. So what way has someone snuck up to you sideways and, and notified you that <clears throat> I'm, I'm one of us? <laughs> are, are you one of us? The secret handshake? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Got it. But we don't have a standardized way of doing that. I mean, mm-hmm. there's ways, you know, you guys probably won't get this one, but someone in the IRC will probably respond favorably to when does the narwhal bacon? See, you guys aren't redditors. No. See, that's and I've now determined that you're not redditors because you did not know when the narwhal bacons. Mm-hmm. 
If it doesn't occur on video game deals, it doesn't occur <laughs> on Reddit. <laughs> yep. That's it for me for Reddit. Uh, yeah. I think the only thing I've read on Reddit in the past ever, no, the past like two months was when they were, uh, they put up a volleyball net across the Mexican um, U.S. border yep. and mm-hmm. they were playing volleyball. Nice. But apparently it's an annual thing. Huh? It's an annual thing. And then all the comments that happened below it ah. were freaking hilarious. Yep. About the guy who got arrested for like 2,575 counts of crossing the border. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. Awesome. <laughs> it was pretty That's funny. Awesome. So warm up your copies of Skype for the fourth half of the show. Yeah. And we'll uh, take your calls on that and whatever topics you want to call in on the things we're going to cover. Sure. Here. So, yeah, BlizzCon happened. Yeah. So, um, well, let's start with their MOBA. Okay. Uh, Heroes, Heroes of, of the, the Storm. Storm. So not a huge amount of detail in the article that I found on it. It's just more kind of saying, hey, you can sign up for the beta now yep. on it. Uh, but it does have some videos, uh, both the opening cinematic and some gameplay video. And I think they even have like a behind the scenes. They like, have interview an interview, the, I think. Yeah, with what the it was. Dev. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I mean, the main gist here is is they're taking their three big franchises warcraft starcraft diablo and taking iconic characters from there and making them the champions Mm -hmm. and now you're playing as these champions and otherwise from at least watching the the video of it it's it's a moba it's Mm -hmm. you have two bases and there's most likely going to be minions running towards them they had some interesting things like they had like they were on a ship at one point and doing some stuff so the map the maps are, they're trying to i think they're trying to distinguish themselves with the maps right um that and just the the fan service because well, yes. they have the alternate skins for the heroes sure so like the alternate skin for diablo was godzilla diablo yeah uh, and and it's i mean that that goes right in line now the thing that to me is the most interesting about this is i can't remember i mean maybe wow would be the only time where blizzard came and said we're going to jump into a genre where there's already a winner. And you could sort of say that with WoW when EverQuest, because EverQuest was a really big deal, mm-hmm. and then WoW came along and, and obviously garnered a lot more of the share. And in this case, they're basically going to try to take on Riot, which... Which, when you realize the circularity of this, because... Yeah, exactly. Dota mm-hmm. came from their own product, and they, they said very clearly during some of the panels, we missed the boat right. on our own product. Yeah. And we fully realize that we're coming full circle here and trying to get back into something that sprang out of our own game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I can't think of... I mean, StarCraft, um, Diablo, they both kind of set the stage. I mean, obviously, StarCraft is an extension of WarCraft and WarCraft 2. But they're all real-time strategies. But they're real-time strategies. They're all descendants of Total Annihilation and oh, Command no. & Conquer. No, 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 no. Um, WarCraft 2 and Command & Conquer came out at the same time. And WarCraft 1 came out before either of them. So they, Warcraft orcs and humans, right. yeah, populous. So, I think predated it, but it was well, not, not, not really the same kind of the thing. Same type of thing. Yeah. I mean, real time strategy. Blizzard, you can argue that they built the foundation of, of real time strategy, or at least were one of the the building blocks of it. Because well, they were I one mean, of the earliest. Dune two uh, was probably the first real recognized real time strategy game, uh, which was a Westwood game, which kind of led right. into Command and Conquer. But nonetheless, it's still Warcraft two was again one of the ones that kind of split the. Yes. Sp- you know, stamp on the map yep. along with Command and Conquer to say this is a genre now. This is a big deal. Well, also, even Warcraft Orcs and Humans was one of the first games I encountered that had plug a serial cable between right. two computers or dial modem direct to yeah. another yes. person and 
to say this game is all about playing another person. Right, mm-hmm. right. And it was that was huge. It was niche because of how much effort you had to go right. through to get it to work. Oh but it was gosh, awesome. Yes. But it was awesome. And it was enough to make you go Warcraft two. And Warcraft two was like, oh my god, this is so much easier to get connected mm-hmm. and the com- campaign. And obviously, it led into um, it led to founding Blizzard pretty mm-hmm. much. I mean, the the modern day. At least it allowed them to make WoW, which then gave them endless. What do you mean, Lost Vikings money. wasn't Lost Vikings yeah. wasn't, wasn't a yeah, pillar was, of their was Blackthorn. <laughs> um, Everyone was waiting in the the trailer movie for uh, a Lost Viking to show up in Heroes right, of the Storm, right. just because. Oh yeah. Well, because you've got. I mean, Nova yeah. is there from the canceled yeah. Ghost right. game. Yeah. So but, it wouldn't be such a reach for them to have to throw in a Viking a just because. So that's, that would be cute. But again, that's the interesting thing to me because Lull came along and said, you know, basically have now made the MOBA scene. Mm-hmm. Now, there's been a lot of co- people trying to jump in because they're like, oh, my God, look at all this money that's mm-hmm. here. And not only that, but Lull did it with completely original characters. characters. Right. Yeah. Most other companies trying to jump into this, at least the big boys, are coming in with the angle that, well, we'll let you play as characters that you already know. Right. You look at DC like Infinite. One. Yes. Uh, yeah, you play Batman or Superman or mm-hmm. Actually, Batman or Wonder Woman or whoever else. Uh, Guardians of Middle Earth. You're mm-hmm. playing, maybe not Gandalf, but it's very like, okay, that's basically Gandalf. Gandalf and basically, these are recognizable yeah. uh, Lord of the Rings type characters. And now, wow, or uh, Blizzard's coming in with Heroes of the Storm saying, well, look, you get to play as Diablo or as Kerrigan or as uh, Arthas or any of these mm-hmm. and like see what they match up with. And with what they've done with... Uh, both StarCraft Two and Diablo Three, their art style across all three of their games have become closer. Right. It's not exactly the same, but it's a lot. It's very. It matches enough. The and, same hands are at work. Yeah. In all so of these. you definitely it doesn't feel as jarring like had they done this in the time of Diablo Two and Warcraft, where you're like, "Whoa, these characters look nothing Shockingly like each other. Yeah. Like they shouldn't even be around." So it, it works. Watching the gameplay video. I was like, well, that looks clean. The graphics look nice. It's it's definitely it's come gonna, a long way since the last time we saw it'll it. Probably when it, was, have, when it was All-Stars. Right. And it, it'll have polish, I'm sure, to it, which Blizzard is famous for. They did tap into to the fanboy vein, though. Just in their intro movie. Oh, yeah. You, you feel like a, a 12-year-old kid when you see Raynor. We take, first of all, you know, Nova taking sure. a sniper shot at Diablo. Right. And then Rainer running in and calling in a tactical nuke on Diablo. Yeah, yeah. It's just, okay, that's cool. Yeah. They're even in the gameplay video, yeah, you're like, oh, that was like an orbital cannon strike. Yeah. That was, I mean, there's some cool bits to it, but in the end, you look and you go, oh, he just flashed over that wall. Oh, that looks like a jungle path. Oh, mm-hmm. that, and it's like you're again relating it all to lull. Yeah, so I'm wondering <laughs> if this is, I mean, I know that kind of like Star Wars, what, I'm assuming some people will definitely jump on the bandwagon just because it's characters they love and they want to mm-hmm, play, mm-hmm. and it'll be neat for a short period of time. But I want to see what its longevity is like, just yeah. because. Well, I think that's one of Blizzard's strengths because that's they make, they will only make something if it has good core gameplay. That's why right. StarCraft Ghost was abandoned, why Lord of the Clans was abandoned, right, and why they're apparently, you know, starting. Uh, from scratch, from scratch on, on, on Titan. Titan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and that's you know the same reason they they entered a crowded market with the trading card game. Sure. And they're doing the same thing. It's the heroes of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's all you know Warcraft dressing, but underneath it is a solid mm-hmm. game. 
that, and very clearly they've designed it and are designing it as an eSport. And I think this is another reason they're getting it. This is another rung on the eSports ladder for Blizzard is why they're well, doing they're, it. And they're trying because that's where they're playing catch-up probably most of all. Uh, right. At least in terms of globally. Um, obviously, they have StarCraft Two is a big, and big deal. The strength of that is they're going to be able to say, ride our coattails. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So StarCraft Two is the established But it's established monster. more so, I think, overseas than it is in America. Right. Whereas America... The money is just as green overseas. Oh, I know. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying when you look at... I guess when you look at Lull, they're getting featured on real sports with like Brian Gumbel and because they had such a huge showing at the LA Coliseum for their world championship. And Blizzard wants some of that. And they right. want that. They so want that I, badly. Now do they want do they want a share do they want to steal the people from Lull or are they looking to get new people? Because I think it'll be really, really difficult to start stealing people from Lull. Even if the Lull people play Warcraft or World of or WoW, basically, mm-hmm. and they um, enjoy those characters. I think it'd be really difficult to start stealing the the people from LOL to come over to this I, game I, just because it's such an established game. And I think that, you know that's a good point. They have a chance because they'll probably have a lot of people that play Warcraft that have never played uh, MOBA and going, oh, well, what's this? It's Blizzard. i got to try it out. Well, that'd be and... like someone who had never played a trading card game ever going directly into a virtual trading card game just because Blizzard made it. Right. Who, who would that would that never thing. work. Now, the th- point you brought up about the trading card game, though, is I don't feel like there's mm-hmm. a clear-cut winner right now for the trading virtual trading card market. Right. I think it's, there's it's a lot new. of people out there I playing mean, around, but there's no, like, there's, that's the dominant force. I but mean, there's definitely a clear-cut winner when right it comes now to Right now in MOBA, I mean, Dota mm-hmm. 2 is considered by a lot, like, that's so great, and it is a fraction right. of a what, distant second. What, what Lowell is putting out right now. So, I mean, I can't, you know, competition's good. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to Absolutely. see them. I think yep. they'll push riot to do more things as well and i mean if it's fun and if it's free to play it's always you know it's definitely something i would be willing to check out um but it's it's just interesting to see blizzard do something they just haven't done in 15 years long time yeah which is try to attack a market that already well, has and I, I see that's just it. a trend that blizzard is showing lately of doing things sure. outside their comfort zone yep um and i think you know more power to them. They've got the resources coming in. They still have the powerhouse moneymaker that is World of Warcraft. Yep. And, you know, StarCraft II ain't no slouch. Right, right. And so if, if you're ever going to have a moment where you have the luxury of trying some new things, they're in, they're in that strong position to do that now. Well, yeah, and it's good that they're... They're finally kind of expanding their wings a little to try yeah. some new things. It'll be interesting to see you know, what other... What, what, Titan comes out to be when they're done uh, rejiggering it. Yeah, yeah. So let's see. Uh, all right, we had a the first of the two big consoles released this week. Yeah, uh, with the PlayStation Four finally showing up in people's doorsteps on midnight release sales, all that good stuff. Yep. Uh, so one of the articles we wanted to throw in there in uh, to talk about it was the PS4 controller, which I'd heard a little bit about. And I mean, I think coming from this generation with the PS3 and the Xbox 360, even the most ardent PS3 people, the majority of folks, gamers across, pretty much gave the 360 controller the nod as being the superior controller. Here is, 
the controller. I mean, to even have. PC gamers, if they want to use a gamepad on their computer, go to an Xbox controller that they can plug in their computer and use that. Because well, Microsoft wisely designed one right. with Windows drivers, and 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 it it just also it feels it good. just feels good. It's, it's, it's a good, it's right it's a in the good hand. design. Good. So coming into that, I mean, uh, that's I'll give Sony some props that they really decided let's try to address the deficiency between the controllers. Right. So they really went back and re-engineered their controller. And tried to do some new things with it. Um, the biggest thing, most noticeable, is the touchpad. Mm-hmm. So it has a touchpad. Touch pad, screen. Touch screen, I'm sorry, on the controller that can be used by games to uh, do a lot and of And it's right things. above the sticks. Yeah, right above so the sticks. So your right thumbs up can to touch it. it. You can do a quick swipe if you need to. It gives another input for the and, for games well, it's to input use. Input outputs. So it's got the and screen. It has a visual screen. Yep. And not only that, but the, the controller itself can glow and put out light. So you can show. It's got a speaker built into it and, and a microphone. Speaker. So it has a lot of feedback now in this one controller. And it can actually, the light can be used for things like if your health is going down, it can go to wah, red wah, wah, or, or you know, flashiant. Or, yeah, yes. it can do if that. If it's a scary game. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly blinds your eyes. Ah! Ah! No, I'm thinking more of a, a creepy color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, they did the normal, like, let's mess with the sticks and everything. Mm-hmm. But most of the, you know, we have a review on here from uh, Penny Arcade Report, and they said, yeah, this is really an impressive controller. It feels good. It, it's, uh, it works really well. Now, I haven't read anything bad necessarily about the Microsoft controller, but this one definitely puts some new things in there that neither controller had in this generation. Well, the interesting thing that uh, I'm from listening to people, as I've been listening to the 24-7 stream while driving around uh-huh. town, as all of you should too, like um, people talking about getting their PS4s. So I was listening to the final score. Mm-hmm. Just as uh, on the launch day, as the the stuff were arriving, and one person got it and got signed into the PlayStation Network, got all the updates done, was working great, was doing remote play from her Vita, and the other two guys got caught in the logjam of too many people trying to log in the PlayStation uh. Network and couldn't sign on, so they were sniping at each other slightly. Yeah. But right on the controller is the share button. Right. Oh, yes, the right? share button. That you can bind to either your Ustream account mm-hmm. or your Twitch.tv account. Yeah. Yep. So live streaming of your games is now trivially easy. Yeah. I'm wondering what that's going to turn into. I don't know. But, yeah, both both consoles are coming with yep. super-duper easy yes. ways to capture and post. And working with established play. services. Yeah. So Ustream and Twitch.tv you'll have, are all right. ready to roll. I don't, know, I don't want everybody to know how horrible I really am. Well, you don't have to push, you don't have to <laughs> no, push the button. But I'm, 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 is, it, is it just going to be a glut of crap? And, and it will be. There will be a oh, lot of yeah, crap streamed just from people just putting the button for the sake of hitting the button. But I'm wondering if we'll get some interesting, you know, if, if a new type of content creator will come along. This will you know, spring out of the Let's well, Play it, it gives a people. lot more people. So, I mean, I think, yeah, in general, you're going to see a lot of crap out there now because everybody can hit the button and you'll have these various posters or videos posted. But Normally, same, you have to log into the game to get the 12-year-old to, to talk crap in your ears. <laughs> now you're going to get it. That's <laughs> visual. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think what you'll have is you'll have a lot of people now have access to do this that didn't have it before and could come with some really interesting ideas. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it's overall a good thing. Now, I'm waiting for the first game to come out that will actually be like, whoa, when you fail, I'm just auto-posting. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you agree to play this game, you're agreeing that it will it'll auto-post your fails. <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> uh, I, just, I just had a flash to yesterday. I had the, the weird, it has gone too far moment yesterday. Mm-hmm. 
went over to this new family play center that's opened up over uh, about four blocks from here. Yeah. And it's the huge mega complex of bowling, right. arcade, two restaurants, um, a, a climbing challenge sure. course, all that stuff. And the bowling alley is this triumph of modern technology. Mm-hmm. So it's got the 80-inch televisions above all the lanes yeah. all along playing tweeny crap music, Selena Gomez. <laughs> um but the I like Selena Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the um, I am not the target market. Apparently not. So they have the tablet that uh-huh. you use to control. Sure. You know, and it's got a camera in it, so you can take a picture of yourself and put your picture up right. on the, and all the cute stuff and all the animations. But it also had the link to Facebook button. Nice. Ah. So you can have. So your it could live cast your game of bowling oh, awesome. as you were doing it. Nice. Oh. No. Not nice. nice. Yeah, exactly. Too far. Gutter. Too much. Gutter. Posting. No. Absolutely. <laughs> it did have some really nice technology, though, where you could tell to have it bring the bumpers up yeah. for certain players uh, yeah. automatically. Oh, that would be me. We, we had a place that we well, for a friend's birthday that had yeah. that same yeah. thing where you could mark people to say so you that. you get yeah. the bumpers. So it, when yeah. Arch Nemesis came up, the bumpers would come up, and it was oh, that's all nice. automated and cute. But yeah, the link to Facebook. Like, I'm gonna put my Facebook credentials in here. Oh, hell no. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, there's that. (laughs) How stupid do you think I am? Too damn much. And moving on. Yep. So, so, again, for me, right now with these two consoles coming out, in general, there's not much difference between the two. Mm -hmm. There's only a few areas where I think they really, really differ from one another. Um, I've said before, if I was a pure, just going to use it just a game, I had no real other interest outside of gaming, It'd be really hard for me to not buy a PS4. It, it's meant it's a little more pushed towards that in terms of just the fact that the price is cheaper. I mean, if I was a kid and I was trying to save up money, it's tempting to not have to spend an extra hundred bucks. Yeah. And again, it, you know, maybe it comes down to console exclusives, but there really aren't that many of those anymore. So there's a few features between the two that that definitely in the controllers one that kind of stands out for the PS4. On the Xbox side, the thing that for me stands out is just one little connection. Yep. HDMI, HDMI in. HDMI. Absolutely. The HDMI in is like, for me, the, the selling point for the Xbox. The fact I can run my, my TV through that, and we have an article where they actually went to a Microsoft engineer and said, well, could we run a PS4 through our Xboxes and take advantage of all the cool Xbox features, but with the PS4 as a pass-through? And the engineer is kind of like, yeah, you you could do that. <laughs> you could be playing your game and you still use the voice commands to switch between your PS4 and everything else. I mean, you'd have to have both systems, obviously, but it would work. Now, the other thing you brought up was the fact that, yeah, my right now is a developer, so he already had an Xbox One. He passed his Xbox 360 through it, so he could switch between his old console and new console. I'm like, well, that sounds awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let alone all God the intended. stuff that I can do with the TV. With the television, yeah. And the fact that, you know, I do, you know, I'm into sports, so that has a lot of features on there. So it, that, for me, has been more of the selling point. Um and the fact that it's a gaming system and all that other good stuff. I mean, it also allows it to be a digital video recorder and all that fun stuff. Right, right. And I mean, but I mean, like we said before, both of them kind of are doing the streaming stuff. Right. Both are doing uh, some of the various online offerings. Speaking of HDMI, though, uh, a not insignificant number of the PS4s that shipped in the HDMI port had a little bit of metal that was supposed to be flushed. Yeah, that was sticking up and would savage your HDMI cable and kill the system when you plugged in your HDMI awesome. cable. Oh, yeah. that's amazing! Wow. So 
That's worrisome. Beware. <laughs> Take a close look at your HDMI port before you shove your cable in. There might be a surprise waiting for you. <laughs> Practice safe HDMI. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, th- I think uh, Tim Buckley over at uh, Control-Delete-Comic was you know, saying, oh, i got to get in on this. And you know, It's like naming the Red Ring of Death. What are we going to name this? And if I spam enough, people will pick up. It's the uh, glowing blue dick punch of doom. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, it's go probably ahead. how you feel when your brand new PS4 <laughs> dies immediately. You just got punched in the junk. Yep. <laughs> so, All right. Uh, that nicely brings us to breaking time. Okay. So I'm going to, I must break you. That's fine. You are listening to yeah. Casually Hardcore Live on Alpha Geek Radio. Got some Marion Call queued up for you guys. This is Dark Dark Eyes. We shall return with Researched Chaos, which we blame all of you for right after this. Hi, this is Brian Ibbett from Coverville, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio.
Hi, this is Mark Spagnolo from TheWoodWhisperer.com, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Researched Chaos. Casually Hardcore continues live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. Researched Chaos. Mm-hmm. Brought to you by our all-volunteer research team, to whom we are greatly thankful. The title of the research said this week, To the Future and Beyond. That's right. What? Are you no. grinning at me, woman? Because you're right next to me. Where do you want me to look? Look into my eyes. Contributors on the thread this week include Senraven, MacBit, not to be confused with MacBot, Boba Fetish, Deus Ex, and new contributor, Gaunt. Oh, Gaunt. Yes. Nice. You can join the research team simply by visiting... The community. Go to alphageekradio.com, click on the community tab, and join the forum. Send me a message to the GnomeWise account requesting right access to the research thread. Everyone can read it because we want to have an archive there of all the stuff we've talked about. And you can also look at the stuff we don't have time to get to because there's great stuff in there every single week. And if you ask for right access, you may join the team and submit the things you have foraged for over the internet during the intervening weeks. Mm -hmm. And we will speak of them. Yes. On the air, even as we do right now. I want to start with one. You may begin. So, um, a while ago, I, I, I'm, pissed, I'm on Pinterest constantly, all the time. And the, this is the one who's criticizing me for being a Redditor. Yeah, uh-huh. well, it's just, Pinterest is easier because it's less reading. It's visual, and it's fast. Reddit. <laughs> it's visual, it's fast, you get it the through. The one with the pictures. You, you whip through them pretty quick. But anyway, so... A long time ago, I read something on there that's gone around the internet several times. It basically says, be yourself unless you can be Batman. Then be, be Batman. Ah, uh, yes. I know where you're going with this one. So, um, the Make-A-Wish Foundation got a request from a little boy who had leukemia. And his request was that he wanted to be Batman. And as amazing as the Make-A-Wish Foundation is, I can't believe... The lengths they went through to make this wish happen. Yeah. Uh, the lengths that uh, the city of San Francisco went through to make this wish happen for this little kid. Yeah. So they basically, the town, the entire city turned up for this event. And they turned San Francisco into Gotham City. Both uh, Bat Kid is what the little kid was. Bat Kid and Batman got their own Batmobile cars, mm-hmm. which they were driven into. Yeah, they were like um, Lamborghinis too. They were pretty. They sweet. were <laughs> sweet Batmobiles. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Um, and the uh, Bat Kid got to go around, yep. and he got to save a damsel in distress from a trolley car who was about to hit her. Um, he got to thwart a bank robbery from the Riddler. Mm-hmm. And he basically got to spend the day with Batman. Yep, I think they he fought the penguin. As he well. fought the penguin. Yep. they created a fake newspaper for the day, which was so cool. 
And um, if you look, at, if you look on the links, you can see all the pictures of all the things that the the little boy did. But it yeah. was he was adorable. He looked great in his little bat costume. It was just an amazing. Yes. Yeah, he had to do scratchy voice. Yeah, uh, he had to do scratchy voice. Yeah, I mean, even the uh, I think like the state attorney general released an indictment for the Riddler and Penguin, like, and if, if part of their official like you know releases for the day, including like it was mixed in with like you know this person's been charged with embezzlement, and oh by the way, the Riddler was saying thanks for that kid, like right in the middle of this official <laughs> so document cool. was that, and uh, he even had uh, the president give him a quick uh, vine, like yep. a six second like way to go type of thing. So it was pretty cool. It, overall, it was really amazing how much of San Francisco turned out though for that it's like way to go guys props to san Francisco. yeah there was thousands of people that showed up to you know if you if you lived in san francisco and had the time and and didn't participate you have no soul it was it was was anyways it was heartwarming it was an amazing story it's been all over the internet we were talking about it at work a couple days ago and it's uh yeah so it was very cool so be batman yes if yes, be yourself unless you can be Batman. Then, then be, be Batman. Batman. Yes. And then for the sure. one for the women is always be yourself unless you can be Wonder Woman. Then right. be Wonder Woman. So yeah, Diana's overrated. There's other female superheroes. That's the one be. that people gravitate to. other male to, superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> Diana's not overrated. Yeah. She is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I like Diana. I just wish DC could get their heads out of their butts and figure out how to bring her... How to a, do a real one. Do a, do a movie or do it. I mean... There have been some recent fan-made short films that were absolutely freaking spectacular, showing you know just the the potential there. They just need to figure out how they want to deal with her. She's got so much background, though. You can deal with the Amazons. You can deal with the gods. You can deal with all this background in her in her story. No, the the one fan film was a great one because it was cutting between her in a modern day city dealing with some thugs and cutting back to her dealing with one of the elder gods on uh, Theramiscia, whatever I never pronounced. Yeah, I forget the the, the uh, island properly. Yeah, but at the same time, it's not like Marvel's exactly like pushing the envelope with female leads. I mean, Black Widow, which we talked about, is the strongest current female. Is strong, but she was basically a supporting character yes. in the Avengers and she has not had her own movie so I don't think either branch so far is I mean the only thing no their first shot you, is going to be during Guardians of the Galaxy right and but I mean your only thing you can look at before was like Elektra yeah she did have her own movie and that was horrible yeah, yeah. and Terrible. I don't Elektra was never one of my favorites anyway she was okay but yeah, yeah. anyway so anyway great speaking story. of Marvel Maybe stuff who? though yes uh, this is good news. This is stuff stuff that we've wished for and talked about previously on this very show of things that we think should happen right. in, yes. in the new digital age and, and the new content distribution dynamic. Disney's Marvel and Netflix join forces to develop historic four-series epic plus a mini-series event based on renowned Marvel characters. And we're not talking about animation here. We're talking right. about live-action series. That's so... Right. They're going to do um, four separate series and then one, like basically made for Netflix movie, right? And using characters that are arguably the B list, mm-hmm. but are still beloved and 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 much fan loved characters. Yeah. So led by a series focused on Daredevil, followed by Jessica Jones. Who's Jessica Jones? Who is Jessica yes, Jones? Yes, I really don't know who that is. I don't know who Jessica Jones is either. <laughs> I, really I want to say Spider-Woman, but I'm not. 
I'm probably incorrect about that. Let's find out. Consult the Google. Yeah. I'm sure Barry will say it in IRC in about 30 seconds. Yes. Barry does such things. Yes. Um, so it's, it's uh, yeah, it's Daredevil. It's Jessica Jones. It's Luke also Cage, Luke, Cage, Luke Cage. And then um, Iron Fist. Iron Fist. So yes, Power Man and Iron Fist are making their way yeah, to the... Yeah, basically uh, Power Man and Iron Fist, but nonetheless, uh, interesting. I mean, I think, I wonder how much of this Marvel sort of said, well, let's see how you guys do with your own original content first. And, you know, Netflix got an Emmy nominations for uh, House of Cards, uh, super duper amounts of mm-hmm. good press for um, Orange is the New Black, yep. and they're one like horror-ish type show was terrible. <laughs> but the, 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 the most exciting thing to me is the, the movie they're going to do Yeah, is The Defenders. Right, right. Which is basically the B-list Avengers of the Marvel Universe. But also, it was the title where Marvel would risk more mm-hmm. and would definitely go darker than they would go right. on their, their flagship sure. uh, team. So some really good stories came out of the Defenders. And the Defenders was a constantly changing roster, right. uh, very very loosely. Um, you know, not that the Avengers roster ever stayed all that constant, no. but they had a lot of they, core, core they characters. They just kept adding to it. It's not like... It's kept being fatter and fatter, yeah, and then, yeah. then they had freaking West Coast like, Avengers Yeah, you for guys while. go out West. <laughs> um, yeah, because that was so successful. But anyway. Um, so Jessica Jones is Luke Cage's... Wife. Love interest, yeah. Yeah. Right. Love interest and then later And wife, then yeah. had a baby. Yes. With him. So there's the reason why she was chosen is because yes. they're, they're tying all the characters together. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's going to be all all focused on Hell's Kitchen, right? And so they're they're using you know the, the Daredevil mythos to frame it, um, but then leading to the Defenders movie, which is to me things. And I wish them all the success in the world because I want to see more mm-hmm. of this created exactly. for the internet content because this is how we get things that would never be big enough, right, to make it on the TV or the movie, but are still things that we love. Um, so great possibility for some really well-made stuff for characters that you would never in a million years would have dreamt would have made it to the screen. Yeah. Big or mm-hmm. small. I mean, obviously Daredevil had his own movie already, right. but the other three are like non-existent. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, you know, the first, uh, the first episode of, Agents of Shield. I thought uh, Gunn. I can't. I don't know what the the actor's name. But the J. August Richards. Angel. Yeah, J. August Richards. I thought that was going to be Luke Cage. Like mm. I thought that's where they were going because he had super strength. I was like, okay, that maybe Luke Cage. Everyone thought there was going to be Luke Cage, yeah. and it's like, oh no, it's some of this feminist crap. All right. Oh well. Yeah. So, but I mean, yeah, it's good to hear. I mean, I think they had not only that, but you're going to get the Netflix bonus of all the episodes right at once. As soon as they release the series, my guess is they're going to be like, here's the 13 episodes to be determined. They haven't said one way or the other on this. So it may it may be episodic, but historically like Lily hammer and all those others just, and house of cards. Boom. There you go. Watch it. Watch it. However you want. And then we all wind up binging on them. Yeah, of course. So that, that, that's, that's good for me. I, I like that method of watching shows now. (laughs) It's just becoming, more the, the, the more, way, yeah. It's frustrating to be like, I gotta wait another week for this. That I sucks. know. So we'll see. So that's yeah. Like you said, it's good news overall. I think uh, I think it can help them flesh out their universe. Now I'm curious also to see how much because a lot of the stuff Daredevil especially deals with 
Spider-Man also deals with. And yes. I wonder how much they have access to in terms like, does Sony only own Spider-Man or do they own a cast of villains if, and if, if a character has not been in okay. a produced movie, then, it's open then they don't have it. Okay. That's why um, other things from the X-Men universe, right. like Quicksilver and yeah, Scarlet, Scarlet Witch, Witch, are showing up in up. Avengers 2. Right. Because the, yeah, they're from the, the, they're from the uh, X-Men universe, but it's from the Marvel universe. So if someone has not written a screenplay and had... What a lovely tune. I know. So basically, you know, Doc Ock's off the table. Mm-hmm. Electro's now off the table. Um, and the, the, the stills I've seen of Jamie Foxx uh, um, before and after transformation. Yeah. I'm more interested than I want to admit. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I really didn't like the new Spider-Man all that much except for them making him more of a, of a, a, punk. a New York punk. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, that's more of the Peter Parker I remember. Yeah. But. Yeah, I agree. I mean, for me, I don't know. I, I, too I, soon. Uh, I hate, yeah. It's hard because Spider-Man, he's a great character. He's got a lot of villains, but he just, it's really hard to see him when you're like, well, but he's not part of the, the overall arching yeah, story yet. It's, they need to, it's, they need it's, to find a way to, to just work that out, share the money, I and yeah. like, give luckily, us slavering fans what we yeah, want. Yeah, at least, because Spider-Man, he's just, he's just one guy. Like, X-Men I get, and X-Men works mm-hmm. because X-Men has such a self-contained history and yeah. so many characters that it's easy for them to do these movies and do fantastic stories without having to worry about involving any other characters because right. it all can be mutant related and it all all be in that that uh sliver of the marvel universe spider-man has crossovers to these other all folks. the damn yeah. time and so it's yeah. harder to say like well yeah we're just going to ignore the fact that you know new york got attacked by aliens it's like now you're going to set a movie in new york where that didn't happen right. with a superhero and so it, it's starting to feel a little more disjointed yeah and actually that's one of the things i like I mean, Agents, Agents of Shield is you know still finding its footing. It's not fantastic. I don't know. I mean, I, now I granted I'm not quite to the level that uh, Gabe and Tycho from Penny Arcade. <laughs> I don't know if you saw their review. Oh, of they it. were they were not happy with it. Oh, they are. Oh no no they, they, it's, yeah next next year maybe you know bleeping unwatchable. They, yeah. they've risen to the level. Yeah, of, basically yeah. it was terrible, horrible, yeah. pretty boring, and then right. like and even in the news post for the day it was kind of like this sucks and. I'm struggling. It's, yeah. you know, because really, if I look at that show and I said this wasn't a Marvel show that mm-hmm. had tie-ins, would I watch this show? And I don't know Probably if not. I would. No, I'm, um, I'm, I'm hoping, I mean, they've, they've gotten another season because well, the, 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 the juggernaut is behind yeah, it. Of course. But and, the, the one thing I do like about it is the fact that it's a continuing continuity. Right. So they are referring to the, the Battle of New York Thor. and, you know, there's a yeah. Chitauri artifact. And that... that I so hate mm-hmm. the magic reset button right. that is thrown around television and movies. Right, right. So I've, I've said many times on this show, I despise it with a burning passion yeah. because once they find a formula that works and makes them money, they don't want to they don't want to mess with it. So they just keep resetting it. And, and Marvel's saying, "No, this is a moving forward story in all our universes. All of the yeah. movies that are part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and this television show." are connected and they move forward and things change and they change forever. Right. And to me, that's a breath of fresh air. It is. So that's, that's enough to keep me watching 
Ages of Shield when, I, when, when I'm I'm hoping they get their act <laughs> together. Well, I think, and you know, I was thinking about this the other day, and we've talked about obviously none of us really like the, the main yes. hacker girl because she's pretty useless. Yeah, um, the most recent episode was was actually pretty darn good because it didn't have a lot of her in it. But it was still, I mean, it was just so contrived. The whole, like, oh, well, they're not telling us. We need to hack in. And the girl, like, no, I'm a good girl that follows rules. Like, really? I mean, she was one of the characters I liked, the yeah. Fitzsimmons. Fitzsimmons. Yeah. And, and she even in this episode, I'm like, really? See, this that, is... wasn't, that wasn't the storyline that I liked. I liked the storyline of Mr. Mr. Chin and Fitz. Fitz. Yeah. yeah. Because so many times they've done this exact same mm-hmm. story. The nerdy fish out of water tech guy thrown into the field. And I'm thinking, oh, God, here here we go. go." And no, No. he was competent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Clearly, he had training, which you would expect someone to be part of a spy organization to have training. Some sort of training. He should know how to hold a gun. And he did. And (laughs) he was basically, yes, he was inexperienced. Mm -hmm. So Ward, you know, outshone him as far as, but. He was on top of things. He was not, oh, oh, God, I can't, I can't. Right. No, he was like, I, he was setting off before Ward saying, we're supposed to be moving now, Ward. What are you waiting for? And he had courage. And he had courage. And he had you know, the whole point of that was the, the buddy moment of, I am every bit a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent as you as are. You, right. yep. Just because I'm in the lab most of the time does not mean I will not do what needs to right. be done. But just the fact, I just found it so refreshing to not have it be the stupid, oh, God, I'm so afraid. Yeah. I'm, right. I'm not physically I, fit and you have to drag me along. It's like, no. Yeah. And they let, uh, let them get to the point of telling the story of Ward opening his eyes a bit, saying, I may have pigeonholed you as a nerd right. and shouldn't have. So that one part of that, the story was good. Story I agree. The rest of it I could completely I have done without. I mean, yeah, I would, I would go with that. They did give him his moment of like doofusness with the sandwich. But other yes. than that, yes. he was, you know, he and that got was him his inexperience. Right. But he got him out of the one situation with the folks that were supposed to take him across the border mm-hmm. and everything. So that was good. Now, what I'm finding, though, when I really thought about it, the thing that it's missing for a Whedon show. Right. I mean, it has the I wonder dialogue, how involved he really is. But and that's the, maybe that's the maybe that's the issue, or maybe it's his brother more so right. than him. I don't know. But what's missing is is where is the where's the Jane character? Where's the Spike character? Where is the character who needs to be? Who's the one that basically is completely wrong? Right. right. Just mm-hmm. tell always wants to do the wrong thing, and the rest of them have to go. Oh my God, no, we can't do that. Or well, okay, we'll sort of go with that, right. but we're going to modify that because that's just wrong. And I mean, that's the that's the one type of character. They had because really a lot of the other characters, a lot of the dialogue is very much within his mm-hmm. universe, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have that that foil to set it against. Right, and they're missing that piece. I, I really they need strongly. to bring something in to. They need to have somebody that there that either just isn't an agent or is like the I'm just here to murder. And I think and I think agent. Sky was supposed to be that, and she's just too but weak. She, yeah, she's she's and, not a strong character. But she's but she's still and she, and she leans towards the good side. Yeah, yes. she wants to share information. That's her big thing. Right. I want to share all this. But she has her super mystery of you know what what was up in my mother right but even that's getting, even that i that's I that to me is is getting a little it's such a just contrived like, yeah and, contrived well they, they've yeah. got the other one you know, did you tell her well i told her the truth just not all of it right right yeah. i told her that her age her mother was an agent of shield yeah 
Okay, great. So they, so they have that mystery of you know who was her mother, how did she die? But I'm more interested in <laughs> who is your mother and how did she die? Who was your mother and what does she do? I'm more interested in Colson's mystery. I really could and that's, care that less. Is, that is moving forward. Thank you. I really could care less who her mother is. I really, I mean, seriously, at this, I really don't care. Yeah, they're, 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 we're watching Colson begin to suspect that something is something not ain't kosher, right. Yeah. I am yeah. I am not comfortable yeah. in my own body. And what really happened to be in had the moment in this last episode the, of being magical, denied access to his own? It, it's a magical. That was place. the way and where he, he goes. Was, it's, it's a magical, magical place. Like he realized, like why do I keep saying, saying that? that? Yeah. <laughs> Post hypnotic suggestion. What? Yeah. But anyway, um, so. So I mean, like I said, I keep I'm going to stick with it through this season, yeah. but I, it needs. I'm, I'm curious to see next week. Pivot well, next week we it. get the direct tie-in to Thor two. Yeah, so I'll be curious to see how they handle how that. How they handle that, yeah. and if it's any good. Hopefully, um, hopefully, um, having actually managed to get up to see Thor two, which I didn't expect to be able to, I'll actually be able to see whatever this you know the significant artifact left over from the movie that they encounter that is, yeah. is the MacGuffin that they build the... Uh, and we'll see. And I think they, they also, obviously they're still having to set the stage for all their background stories and such, right. but they also don't have yet, like, they can't just keep being the supernatural cleanup crew. Right. Like, okay, a movie happened, let's go in and fix all the crap that that broke. And I mean, it's, <laughs> it's like, you know, episode of the week type stuff. They need their own threat, which they've tried to kind of, like, with the girl, the the, poi- the the girl in the flower dress, that episode. Oh, yes, yeah. Trying to tie in that there's this agency out there that's trying to make these, uh, obviously, through the extremist, uh, extremist. Uh, program, but, yeah. or looking for ways to create super-powered people. Right. Um, but we'll see. I, I, they, they just haven't hit it yet. So before we move on to the break, the uh, thing that my co-hosts here managed to f- miss somehow. Hey, we've been busy. Doctor Who fandom, <laughs> rejoice. Um, we're coming up on the 50th anniversary mm-hmm. special. It's going to be a 90-minute super episode with the mystery character introduced at the very end of the most recent episode mm-hmm. and with uh, David Tennant reprising his role as the 10th Doctor, Matt Smith as the 11th, and they put out a little prequel video. Mm-hmm. A webisode, a little eight-minute-long episode, uh, starring some interesting people and set in some interesting places. That they managed superhumanly to film during the fiftieth anniversary special and keep completely secret. Yeah. Now, in the in the era of the internet, that keeping so something hard. like this with his fan attention, keep it keeping something this secret. That's a freaking act of God. So well done. Yeah, ravenous fan base. These are people exactly. that are scouring the earth for well, it like has, the it has, old <laughs> reels. Exactly. <laughs> and this has content that certain, a certain segment of the fan base has been clamoring for for 17 years. Right and on. finally, Moffat has delivered. So it's called The Night of the Doctor. Uh, is, you can search YouTube for it. BBC published it right there themselves. Um, and because the 50th anniversary is called the Day of the Doctor. So this mm-hmm. is the Night of the Doctor. Yeah. And what I'm going to do here is I'm going to cue up a little extra music so Frickin' Frack here can come watch it. Okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. So Enjoy your eight minutes of music, Enjoy your guys. eight or nine minutes of music <laughs> while we go get the episode uh, queued up. And when we return, we'll be taking your calls during the Nerds with Opinion segment. So warm up for copies of Skype. We will be away from keyboard for a little while, so don't call right away. We'll let you know when we're back. And you are listening to Casually Hardcore live on Alpha Geek Radio. And I should, probably should have actually had music queued up. You know, that music queued up before <laughs> saying I was going to. But hey, <laughs> dopey me. All right, we'll be back 
right out. Hi, this is Scott Johnson, host of The Instance, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Secret lair on Skull Crusher Mountain. I hope that you've enjoyed your stay so far. I see you met my assistant Scarface. His appearance is quite disturbing, but I assure you he's harmless enough. He's a sweetheart, calls me master, and he has a way of finding pretty things and bringing them to me. Control me 
I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds with opinion. Casually Hardcore continues live on Alpha Geek Radio with our little extended break there so mm-hmm. that uh, Dax and Grail could experience the night of the Doctor. Um, so, spoiler alert, we're going to discuss it a little bit. <laughs> um, so if you have not, if you're a Doctor oh, Who fan and you have not yet uh, watched the webisode, you can get it on YouTube. Just search for Night of the Doctor. Look for the one that came from the BBC. It's the perfect, beautiful, high-quality HD edition. And... Oh my God! The fan service that they just uh, layered into that little mini webisode because it features the Eighth Doctor, which was the Doctor who was played by Paul McGann in the American TV movie back in the mid '90s, mm-hmm. who had the one movie and then that was that. <laughs> it uh, completely failed to reboot the series and didn't. It did re- extremely well. In the UK, but not well enough in the US for Universal to uh, Fox and Universal to give it a to give it a series, and then that incarnation of the Doctor went on to have tons of stories in novels and a lot of uh, audio adventures with uh, Paul McGann voicing the Doctor. Oh well, it makes sense since basically they gave him a blank slate. He had one movie. It's like, well, right. do whatever you want now with this. There's no end point to this Doctor, right? And what this little webisode does is gives you the end point right shows the regeneration of the eighth doctor and the important bit of information there is he does not regenerate into christopher eccleston yes Mm -hmm. which first of all since i only started watching doctor who as of the ninth doctor right on i have no clue what i just saw from that little episode at all well i think i mean (laughs) obviously that's all i got out of it was now it's thrown the order of the doctors off because it added a regeneration in that we've been know about we've been missed that was the whole thing the the reveal at the end of the most recent series was you know and introducing john hurt as, as the, the doctor. doctor. Right. Said, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And we then they, they use this webisode to confirm where John Hurt's doctor fits. Right. It is between the eighth and the ninth. Yeah. Moffat is tap dancing, saying the numbering remains the same. Because he just regenerated into another Time Lord, but he is not the Doctor. In fact, his first words are, yes. Doctor no more. Doctor right. no more, right. And they deliberately, they didn't show John Hurt directly. They showed a reflection and they digitally de-aged yeah. him to indicate that the grizzled old man, John Hurt, we've been introduced to as the Mystery Doctor, started out young and fresh. Right. And he's been around a really long time. And he's no longer the Doctor. He is. So then how did the ninth generation Doctor come about if he didn't regenerate from the Doctor? He, he regenerated from this from John Hurt's character who during this period of time has forsaken the name the Doctor. Right. In the webisode, he chooses to turn his back on his, his way name. and become a warrior. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is, you know, because the, 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 the implication here is they're, they're going to use the 50th anniversary special to tell the story of the Time War. Yeah. Uh. Which has always been this mysterious thing that they've made, you know, right. oblique references to. And now they're going to say, no, we're going to show you what went on there and the fact that the doctor, or excuse me, the guy who normally calls himself the doctor did such terrible things in here that. Subsequent regenerations of him kind of deny his existence. Right, right. It's like we don't, th- we really don't think about that period in our lives because, and shows you why Chris Eccleston's doctor was so damaged when we met him. Mm-hmm. Right, is he was fresh off, he's freshly regenerated from 
the, what they're referring to as the war doctor. War, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> the war doctor. The war doctor. I just, I just, <laughs> just call him the warrior in college. Yeah. yeah. But so, but this, this, so it's a, a obvious, you know, lead in to get people excited about the 50th anniversary special mm-hmm. and tells and indicates here's the story we're going to be telling. Yeah. But it also gives closure to all the, the ravening fans of Paul McGann who have been with him through all the audio adventures that he voiced the, the character in. Yeah. And is telling them all these stories. Yep, they're part of the official canon. Right. They're all part right. of the official storyline. That's mm. nice. So I thought it was fairly awesome. Yeah, Very yeah, cool. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I guess because, I mean, having come in, I mean, I watched Doctor Who with Tom Baker and then stopped watching and yep. then picked it up with Eccleston. Um, my thought was is that John Hurt was just going to be a future incarnation. Right. Yes, like exactly. He was just down the line from wherever we were, you know, Wherever they were going to And now the, the purpose of this, of this little episode was to say, no, he's one we just didn't hear about. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, that's yeah, that was a fun take because that was yeah. one of the assumptions that the people made when they saw him. Is this the doctor that happened during the time war? Is this you know, Paul McGann's doctor right, right. aged older? What? You know, yeah. Uh-huh. <gasps> what is going on? What's in the box? You started when I started. I'm like, I have no clue what just What's interesting is you watched in the Tom Baker era, which was the, the planet he was on, Karn, was mm-hmm. featured in a Tom Baker episode called The Brain of Morbius. Yeah, I watched it when I was like, um, so I don't remember <laughs> it that well. <laughs> they had... Um, Episode... Only crazy people like you remember that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it was it was I, in all the reading I've been doing about this. I oh, was reminded okay. <laughs> of it. I did. I did not. Re- I remembered the sisterhood vaguely. They were this this matriarchal society that existed uh, on Gallifrey before the, the current timeline. Oh, okay, and actually gave the, the regeneration science to them. To them, gotcha, gotcha. So they're older and more powerful than the Time Lords, hmm. and which is why in this they say, well, you're we. Your science is elevated here because, well, we created it and all yeah. that. So how would you like a non-random regeneration? Huh? Right, right. Mm. Here, take a swig of this. Whatever you want. Yep. And they also put the, they sown a further seed in there for a future regeneration of the doctor to be a woman. Yeah. Because right. she clearly said, man, what woman. do you want to be? Man male, or woman? Yeah. Young or old? Male, yeah, female. You can, you can extrapolate that to that. That's an option then. That's it an, is absolutely the... an option, which is really cool. <laughs> a wild arch nemesis has appeared. Yep. Wearing cowboy pink cowboy boots. That light up. That light up. Oh, no, yeah. they don't. They're, they're just sparkly. They're sparkly. That is awesome. Very cool. Um, th- these guys hadn't seen the um, the webisode, so we, we we took a little break and watched it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, no, it was during our normal music. It was just an extended music break. Right, right. Uh, One of the things that I realized, and you might repeat this since we're on the air. Come, come closer to, uh, to a mic. Come to a mic. A one wild the, eyelight has appeared. One of the things that I realized after watching the webisode was that some of the assumptions that we make on storyline are kind of foolish because, like, I also assumed that John Hurt was a doctor from the future. Uh-huh. Like, we were just going to see him down the line. And then nope. I realized, well, I guess they could tell the story out of order, couldn't they? It's yeah. the whole... Well, I didn't realize they had a I mean. doctor that had a non-closure non, non, ending yes, out there. I mean, exactly. that's, that's a useful <laughs> thing to have out there. Useful yeah. knowledge. <laughs> well, they, very early in the, in the new... The, the revival of the Doctor, right. they made it very clear that you know, they, they had kind of a, a picture of all the old Doctors, and right. Paul McGann was prominently featured. Yeah. So they said they put their stamp on it during the Russell T. Davies era and said, yeah. no, you know, the, this the, is, the movie happened. Part it. It's part of the continuity. We right. are acknowledging it. And so they've they've 
you know, they've not really jettisoned anything that they've created mm-hmm. in the Doctor Who universe. They've not said no. You know, the, the Peter Cushing movies from the from the sixties, I think, are yeah. the only ones that say are not part of the canon. So after <laughs> Doctor Who became popular in its original incarnation, they did a few one-off, separate yeah. movies with Peter Cushing, Grand Moff Tarkin, playing right. the Doctor. And those those are not a part of the official BBC continuity. But everything else, if it was on the television, uh, they pretty much say in or a book that the BBC published or an audio adventure that this company they contracted made. It's all one big happy universe. So if you're a fan of any of these, you're a fan of the whole. And, but it was, it was just the, the lead in webisode here was just dripping with fan service. It was awesome. It's like made. And and the fact that they managed to keep that completely secret was a, a, a miracle. A miracle, a miracle. A very big miracle. I don't know that reference. (laughs) Life of Brian. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Was well, yeah. not the miracle of the juniper right. bushes enough? Right, right. But I digress. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> All right, Barry, you can call in now. <laughs> it's time to chew us out for not knowing who uh... Jones was. Yeah, yeah, who Jones was. Daredevil again, not one of my favorites. Yeah. He's no. not one of my top He's, he's the B-list. You know, he's you in, know? In, in. Well, I mean, I like some of the B-listers, but that wasn't definitely one of them. He's okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's one of the funny things I saw when they were uh, announcing Batfleck, um, that Ben Affleck was right. going to be playing Batman mm-hmm. in the next movie, and someone said, do you realize Daredevil is playing Batman? Yeah. Do you realize who? Daredevil is playing oh, Batman. Oh, yes, but he's playing Batman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I but know. I mean, torch. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, the Human Torch is, in fact, Captain America. Exactly. So yeah. why not? But man, was that a different character? <laughs> oh yeah, it was a completely different yeah. character. Yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, Johnny Storm. Built wise too. Wa- oh yeah. His build was yeah. different. Yeah. Completely different. He was younger and hadn't really bulked up. And right. yeah. But yeah, just just the character of Johnny Storm. Always one of the most annoying characters ever to me. I, I never liked any any incarnation of him I've ever seen. I just never liked the Fantastic Four in general. They were never a group that interested me. But Reed Richards, they were all right. Was a dick. Yeah, I mean there were there were periods of there was some good storytelling in there. I was I was reading during a time when they were. Oh my, my honey loves me. <laughs> She brought me the, the annual installment of the uh, Thin Ginger Snap Cookies from oh, yeah. uh, Cost Plus World Market. Oh, okay. I remember when you guys had this those. This is yeah. a, a fall tradition in our household mm. is to uh, chew our way uh, through at least one of these canisters every year. No, she bought two. Two canisters now every year. <laughs> well, there's, there's more people. Two dragons. Uh, two dragons. <laughs> we have doubled the number of people in our household. Yep. <laughs> we have indeed. Can you hear us now? Oh, we can't hear I can't anybody. Apparently, hear, can't hear him. Can you hear me now? Yeah, oh, I can hear you now. It helps you unmute things. I couldn't hear you. Can you hear us now? I can hear Grail, but I can't hear no noise. <laughs> oh my gosh, we sound like a working as intended. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I can only hear Grail's mic. Everyone else, I'm picking up through his mic just oh, barely. Wow. That's funny. You have the power. Uh, put a shield up. <laughs> oh, no. I can barely hear Barry, though, as well. So I don't know if the Skype thing is. <laughs> well, yeah, it's because the, I mean, the broken rig, spit and bailing wire and the force. Agri SSW doesn't even see you in Skype. So. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I had trouble getting him on Skype awesome too. Nice. I my, he wasn't on my contacts list for a second. That's why it took so long, me so long to call in. Hmm. Yeah. So I think we're going to abandon the Skype thing here because the rig is just not up to the challenge. Nope. Who wants to listen to Barry anyway? That's really? Right. Yeah, I'm just really, really. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, we're right. We're right. I'm moving just, on. I'm just gonna say, didn't you just like highlight Barry at the beginning of the show? Highlight him. Yes. Yes, oh, for yeah, donating. Yeah. So we want your money, but don't talk to us. <laughs> it's saying. not my fault. The damn mixing desk broke. Okay. <laughs> it's not like I did it. <laughs> Barry won't be able to call in if I break this. <laughs> Maybe a little bit, but anyway. Oh, sad. Oh well. We're right at the time to call. Yeah, in. We're, anyway. we're near the end. Sorry, Barry. Sorry. Sorry, all people who wished to call in. I will investigate what went wrong and probably just go out and buy a new mixing desk because that's. Yeah. Dang it. It, it. it has served us well and traveled. It, is it old. has traveled far. And yes. Anyway. So, I got one last tidbit before we. Bring leave. it. So, uh, I, as I mentioned, we were decided we were going to finish Borderlands 2. We, we've beaten Borderlands oh, 2 yes. now. Okay. Uh-huh. So that was good. So, we said, well, let's tackle some of the DLC. The Tiny Tina Tiny DLC. Tina. That's one of the best DLCs I've ever played. It is. It is well regarded. Unbelievably well done. Both from even just even telling a pretty emotional story, underlying just insanely funny stuff, mm-hmm. and just riffs on every fantasy game from EverQuest spawn camping to uh, you know griefing to uh, is, there, is, dark there, is, is there teabagging? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. There's a period where my friend of mine was like, because he was so funny, because it comes up with this quest that you have to do, and you're supposed to kill these three other supposed, you know, player characters in specific ways. And one, you have to shoot them in the face; the other, you beat them down. The third is defile the corpse. <laughs> my friend goes, "How do I defile the corpse?" I go, "Well, we teabag them." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "What?" And I'm like, "No, I'm, I'm, that's what I would assume." Mm-hmm. And then literally, we get done with like finally moving the quest so we can see what we have to do, and it says teabag so-and-so's corpse he's like oh my, my god, god. <laughs> Real, that's amazing i'm like well i mean that's the first thing that pops in my mind <laughs> yeah yeah so, but overall just i mean well well done well and speaking of dlc i'm gonna run home and download the new bioshock yeah mm-hmm. that just came down the first part yep dlc so we'll be talking about that next that episode. is uh lost at sea or no buried at, buried sea. at, buried sea. at sea yeah yeah all right it's a happy happy thing yes all right, you have been listening to Casually Hardcore live on alphageekradio.com. We shall return next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, check us out on the web, alphageekradio.com. All of the fine shows on the network are waiting for your ears to listen to them, for they are made of win and awesome. You can find us on the internet. We have, ah, that's nothing. I created a uh, <laughs> separate Facebook fan page for Alpha Geek Radio as a network. So I can stop spamming those of you who follow Casually Hardcore with non-Casually Hardcore related stuff. So I'm going to segregate. So if you wish to hear about thing announcements and episodes and things related to the network as a whole, follow, uh, like uh, Alpha Geek Radio on Facebook. If you want to only see those things that relate directly to Casually Hardcore, remain subscribed to the Casually Hardcore page. You can find us there. Just do a search for either Casually Hardcore or Alpha Geek Radio. They'll pop right up as the first result. On the Twitter, we are Alpha Geek Radio for the network, Hardcore Casuals for the show, Daxa, is it Daxa underscore CH or just Daxa? Yes, Daxa Daxa underscore CH is Daxa. 
I am GnomeWise on Twitter. Grail is Izzy Grail. That's I-Z-Z-Y, G-R-A-I-L. There's no underscore. It's just Daxa C-H. Yeah, that's what, you're standing here misleading me. Daxa C-H. <laughs> D-A-K-S-A-C-H. Daxa Casually Hardcore. Yes. Ah, come to the community and join the all-volunteer research team or just post stuff on the forums. Say hey. I got a little thread going there looking for uh, suggestions from all of you for stingers to record for the new network. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all fun and joy. And that wraps up that. I, for this very episode, have been Gnomewise. I have been Dexa. And I've been Grail. And I lights in the kitchen. Waving. <laughs> yes, she's waving to the radio. Yeah. <laughs> that I, always works. Hello, I, radio. I love her. She's pretty. We are dripping with sarcasm. We are out of here. Bye-bye, radio people.